Good morning. I'm Donna Quinn. And for the next half hour, you'll be listening to Talk of Our Towns. Today, we will be finding out about the Astoria Sunday Market, how it's evolving, how it's doing in these COVID times. And we'll also learn a little bit about the Astoria Downtown Historic District Association. I am so delighted to have the uh, new, well, she started last fall, new uh, Astoria Sunday Market market manager, and she is also the promotions manager for the Australia Downtown Historic District Association, <laughs> Shelby Myers. Good morning, Shelby. Good morning. Thanks for having me. I'm thrilled that you're here and, mm -hmm. and welcome to Astoria. And so before we begin talking about Astoria's Sunday Market, which is in full swing now every Sunday mm -hmm. from uh, 10 to 3 p.m. in historic downtown Astoria, um, let's find out a little bit about Shelby Myers, please. Tell us about yourself. Yeah, so I grew up in um, San Diego area and moved up to Eugene um, to go to the U of O and studied landscape architecture there and really tying that to the market. Um, I was always really interested with public space and community engagement and really just cultivating spontaneous interactions with people outside and um, so through that started a market right after I graduated, started a market in Eugene called the Whitaker Community Market, which is still fabulous. And one of my co-founders is still running it. Uh, make sure to check it out when you go down there. And um, yeah, so learned all about how amazing markets are for bringing people together and supporting small businesses there. And, and moved up to Astoria about a year ago. And um, luckily this position came open right as I was looking for, for some work and was able to bring my experience to Astoria um, to this fabulous established magical market. So. Well, it sounds serendipitous. It was, it was meant to be, it sounds <laughs> like. I mean, you came here and, and also we wanna give a shout out to a person who's very dear to you, Jordan Okineski. Um, he's pretty fabulous. A lot of folks know him and love him in the uh, community. Uh, so for those listeners who may not know, what is the Astoria Sunday Market? And let's hear a little bit about its history. Yeah, so the Sunday Market started in 2000 um, and a group of people, um, you know, I'm sure they could tell the history a lot better than me, but I've been trying to pick up the pieces. Um, really just wanted to bring a market to downtown Astoria to help uh, revitalize um, the downtown and to bring some, bring some life into it. And then also support local farmers, um, artisans, artists, and give them a place to sell their goods, engage with the community. And it just seems to have been growing ever since. Um, and it's just become this really vibrant marketplace um, that just, just does a wonderful job too of merging into downtown and with the beautiful historic buildings and river connected to it. So it seems like they're really uh, seamless to one another. And yeah, created it's a great- Because it, at one point at the, at the height of it, mm -hmm. there were something like 200 vendors, right? And so it Fill yeah. the street. So tell us the location of the market. Yes. Yeah, so the market is from Marine Drive um, on 12th Street. It's all of 12th Street downtown from Marine Drive um, in the Wells Fargo parking lot there up to Exchange Street and then filling the old Safeway parking lot, Heritage Square, the big pit 
area um, right off of 12th Street. So three big blocks and two parking lots. Um, so fits fits lots of folks. I know. I think at one point I heard that it was uh, the second or third largest in Oregon um, market. I believe you know? it. I believe it. So yeah. I think when people think about a story Sunday market, they think about fresh produce and local arts and crafts and and music and fun and people you know bring their families and their dogs. So, um, however, of course, last year the market was really a shadow of its former self because we were all still trying to figure out what to do about COVID. And so when you came in November, you stepped into two roles, really. You stepped into the role of market manager, and we can talk a little bit about what that entails. And you also stepped mm -hmm. into the role of being, um, of doing the marketing for the story uh, Downtown Historic District Association. So how do those, were, how do those positions work together? Yeah, um, I mean, we're, it's still been a learning process too to um, really see how they can support each other, but there really is a big opportunity um, with you know the promotions manager. The first few months I was here was really getting to know all the downtown businesses. Um, we started out by doing uh, I worked on all of the holiday promotions with downtown businesses. That's when I really got to know everybody and just got a really good sense of, you know, what the culture is, what, what the shops have to offer, what they're, what they really care about and how I could support them to, to help bring that forward. Um, you know, during the pandemic, we always sort of thought it was more toward the end of the pandemic than it was. So, you know, it was interesting to come into the job right in the middle of that. In November and and really see um, I mean even though it was a hard time I, there was still a lot of everyone seemed like they were still thriving and working together and there was still such community strength so that was so good to see downtown um, and I think that's really informed the, my understanding of the culture of the market too and um, yeah how it really integrates to downtown and um, you know how, how vendors and the end customers can support both the market and downtown. So just- And Astoria's, Astoria, excuse me, it's hard when we're on the phone. <laughs> I don't mean to interrupt you here, but mm -hmm. um, so Astoria Sunny Market was its own entity. And then Astoria Downtown Historic District Association, ADHDA, was its own entity. But last year they merged, correct? Mm -hmm. Exactly. Um, yeah, so since they have similar missions of really revitalizing downtown, bringing, strengthening the community, it seemed like a good fit as the Sunday market wanted to go a bit different direction. Um, and there was changes with COVID and changes with the management. It seemed like a, a natural direction to, to bring them together and to really support each other. And for listeners who aren't familiar with ADHDA, uh, you actually have a meeting tomorrow morning. Let's uh, talk a little bit about ADHDA because a, any citizen, any person can become a member. You don't actually have to have a store in downtown. Mm -hmm. Astoria. <laughs> Excuse me. Um, yeah, so the Downtown Association, um, you can have a membership to it. And yeah, it really works to support just all the downtown culture, um, businesses, uh, community members that live down here, 
tomorrow we have a membership meeting. You can find the Facebook event on Zoom. Um, uh, or you can find the Zoom on the Facebook event and um, just really helps bring all the community members together and inform everyone and support, um, support what's going on downtown. And so ADHDA has um, fundraisers and I mean, they, they do things in the community. I mean, if you're, you know, the beautification of downtown, the, you know, right. the beautiful waste cans that are downtown. Um, mm -hmm. And then the Sunday market also has, you know, been involved with the, the downtown restrooms. So both of these organizations not only provide, um, you know, events to bring people together, to foster community, but they also do a lot of good with the with their resources in the community definitely so the market itself right now is about maybe i think you said around 100 vendors is that mm -hmm. correct right and for those folks who may not know what are we talking about when we're talking about vendors and you mm -hmm. are in, because some vendors are there every sunday some come every other sunday it kind of depends and even though the market has just started, just opened uh, on, you know, Mother's Day, um, are you still open to other vendors coming in? Yeah, so our biggest, um, the biggest qualification to get you in as a vendor is every product needs to be handmade or hand grown. Um, but we have everything from hot food vendors to um, farmers, food producers, um, craftspeople, fine artists. Um, and you can still apply at astoriasundaymarket.com. And um, you can be, at this point, um, the days for a full-time vendor are getting more limited, but you can technically be full-time, part-time, or a floater vendor, which really is just the range of dates that you plan to vend during the 23 week season. Um, so yeah, we're always happy to see new applications. Um, and, you know, there might just be some room to wiggle, wiggle in this season. So I know that for a lot of people, uh, the Sunday market is the place where they go to get their fresh produce, to get their beautiful flowers, to get their plants. Um, and to have an outing with their families, uh, to bring their dogs because well-behaved dogs are welcome, correct? Mm-hmm. <coughs> um, on leashes. Correct. Yes, and, um, and um, why don't we talk about some of the actual vendors who are there, some of the ones who have been there, some of the new ones and how the market is evolving and changing. Yeah, I'd say we have a really special, we really hit a nice sweet spot with vendors that have been there for all 21 years to a really awesome group of, of new vendors um, coming in with, with fresh ideas. Um, so, you know, some of the vendors that have been there a long time, um, honey and pasta, Minkoff knives, um, Skamakaway Creamery, um, and then of course we have Spring Up Farm, which has just the most beautiful local produce grown from right outside Astoria. Um, and let's see. And then I think something really special about Astoria Sunday Market is we have a lot of ornamental um, plant vendors that really, really take a, make the square. Um, so that's really fun. Been there for a long time. Omni 
our GC Omni, Price Right, L&R Nurseries. Um, and we also have some exciting new vendors. Um, in the food court, Lemon Drop Catering, and it's all Greek to me, have been huge hits. Um, had some Greek food in Astoria. I know everyone is excited about that. Um, and then some brand new artisans, um, pottery, Shoalwater pottery, um, two over designs, three sevens pottery, um, and just some, some wonderful new woodworking is coming in as well. I also wanna say um, some local artists. Um, we love to have our local artists there too, right? From in Astoria, um, Lindsay Arts and Kate Speranza have been there every week selling their goods. So just, yeah, really excited about, about the variety and what's coming in, but really what's also been holding down the market and the culture for so long is, is still fully there and vibrant. So that's been fabulous as a new market manager coming in and having that existing um, sort of electric atmosphere already already present, so. And I think uh, when we, before we um, went live on the show today, we were talking a little bit about the connection people make, the market attendees make with the vendors and how they learn, like how to prepare a certain vegetable that they may not have cooked before um, mm -hmm. or how to plant these flowers or, um, or the stories of the market, the stories of the vendors. That's a really important thing because we have been so hungry for human interaction and for our stories to be told, to listen to each other, to, to really speak deeply with each other. And so this is a great opportunity because it feeds not only you know our eyes visually, it feeds our our bodies when we buy beautiful things there to eat, mm -hmm. and it feeds our spirits um, to make that connection with people. Yeah, yes. certainly. Um, it really it's really revived all of my senses for sure in the past four weeks. Um, but really, every vendor really puts their whole self into their products and has so many stories and so much expertise at every booth. It's it's really powerful and really fun experience. Yeah, and rain or shine. I mean, they're putting up their tents. I mean, most of them arrive at like, I don't know, what, 5 a.m. or 6 a.m. or something very early in the morning. <laughs> mm -hmm. And and it's kind of interesting. If you stand at the top of 12th Street, it's, uh, it's a tableau. It's something, it's so interesting because there is a quiet street. Then suddenly there are all these tents and you know, there, there's just, you know, there are beautiful plants. It's just, it's just this pop-up alternative reality. And it's there for several hours and people come through the market and they, you know, wave to other people. And of course, I know people are being more careful and we're going to talk about COVID, uh, you know, and how the market's dealing with that and, and what you're asking of, of participants um, in the next half of the program. But, um, and then it's for several hours, there's all this, you know, interaction, connection, beauty, and then bam, all the tents come down, the, mm -hmm. the street goes back to its cook. So anyway, it's quite wonderful. Um, if you've just tuned in, you're listening to Talk of Our Towns. I'm your host, Donna Quinn. And today I'm talking with the new Astoria Sunday Market market manager, uh, Shelby Myers. She is also working with Astoria Downtown Historic District Association um, in the marketing position there. And last year, Astoria Sunday Market and the Downtown Association merged. So they are working together to uh, foster economic development in historic downtown Astoria. Um, 
let's talk a little bit about what you're asking folks to do in this time of COVID. Now, clearly we have some, you know, things keep changing. I mean, if you've been vaccinated, it's okay to be outside, but there's some, so what are, I mean, I looked at it on your website, but why don't you explain a little bit about that? Yeah, so at the market level, what we've done is um, we've really used all of all of our space from Marine to Exchange, um, but spread out the vendors much more than in the past. Um, and so with that, there, it's a lot more spacious, um, and you'll there's there's areas where where as a customer you can sort of go off and and spread out more so it's not as as big of a crowd really um and that was really intentional just to have that extra space um covid and still recommending um mask wearing at the market and um and yeah just respecting um each vendor each product is is a bit different and needs to be sold in a different way and so we've all the vendors, we've all talked and, and each vendor um, has their own COVID precautions with, with their tent and with their product. So just ask everyone to please respect the, the requests of the vendors um, for that safety. Yeah. And I'll bet you there is a vendor selling homemade masks. It sure is. Yeah, wrap <laughs> it up. <laughs> That's good. Yeah. Um, also, let's talk about some of the things that um, that the Sunday market does for the community um, and the programs that you have working with young people. Right. So we're really excited to bring BizKids, our young entrepreneur program that we collaborate with 4-H on back um, for Father's Day. We have a really awesome group of, of kids um, coming in with, with some products. They'll be in the red tents. Um, throughout the sort of mid-summer. Um, the one product I know for sure is expect handmade Play-Doh to come back um, with some, some dapper kids. Um, and yeah, we've been working with them and gosh, they're, they've already taught me a lot. They've, the kids that have been working at Biz Kids in the past really know how to, how to sell a product. <laughs> when you uh, explain the Biz Kids program a little bit more, Mm -hmm. So yeah, um, it's collaboration with 4-H and it, um, a group of kids are able to come in and sell their own product at the Sunday market. Um, we provide them a tent and a space and a reduced booth fee. They still pay a booth fee and um, yeah, they're able to, to really learn about being an entrepreneur and um, what it takes to to make a product, develop a product, market a product, display it well at the market. Um, and are they high school kids? Are they typically they middle are, school, high school? Gosh, um, they're the ones I've met are younger than high school. Probably think middle school to high school. Mm -hmm. I'm still learning the program a bit. It was it was established um, with a lot of Cindy Mudge's help. Yes, and uh, shout out to Cindy Mudd. She mm -hmm. was market manager for many, many years and did a great job. Yeah, and she really put a lot into this program. So I'm just uh, trying to still learning about it and and um, yeah. Well, mentoring young people, and I know that there were there are classes, there's training. Um, that's so important. 
because mm-hmm. you, you have to learn things out the entire world is a school obviously mm-hmm. and um and so a story study market becomes uh, a learning experience for everyone especially it's wonderful for these young people um and are the master gardeners still there do they have a booth they should be coming back soon okay good mm-hmm. right and and the other thing that sometimes happens is i know that uh, organizations such as the Wildlife Center of the North Coast, they'll occasionally, you know, have a booth there and explain what they're doing and bring maybe an, an owl or a hawk or something like that. I mean, so so how do you figure out the configuration of the market? Because you 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 have you want a variety of vendors and a variety of experiences for people. So how does that work? It's kind of like a puzzle, isn't it? Oh yeah, it's like a puzzle. It's like um yeah, it's, um, you know, a big goal of the market this year was to work to learn as much of the existing culture um, despite the COVID changes, but really keep that foundation and keep it as seamless from past years as possible because it's really, I took a already established thriving market. So a lot of the layout was was based on what it was in the past. Um, Got a little creative with the square, Um, really wanted to use all of that space um, to showcase um, all vendors in the best way possible. Um, But yeah, really took the existing foundation and then sort of overlaid COVID changes to it. And and then, yeah, do a lot of work making sure that there's a variety of vendors in every block um, so that you're getting, you know, a jewelry booth and then a food booth and then a woodworking booth and then a painter. Um, so, right. And I have not yet been able to attend. So I don't know if the food court is just all the food booths are, are at, the, um, at the Marine Drive end or if there's some food booths that are now scattered more toward exchange? I mean, how how is that working this year? Yeah, and I so, know we should talk about the entertainment piece too. <laughs> so um, uh, almost all of the food vendors are in the Wells Fargo parking lot um, per prior years. And that's, um, there's just a fabulous variety this year and some really, really high quality, delicious food. Um, we do have one, um, Jay and our Mexican food is in the, um, is off of Dwayne Street. Okay, yep, yeah, the variety of things is, uh, is is really amazing. You can just eat your way through the market, actually. Oh, totally. Um, and in terms of growth of the market, um, is there a certain limitation that you would say? Well, because of COVID, we're only we're we're going to stick at about this hundred vendor kind of number. That seems that seems like a good number for us to manage the flow and all of that. How have the last because uh, you've just had what two markets now, three markets? We just had our fourth. Oh, your fourth market. That's yeah. right. Okay, fourth market. Mm-hmm. Um, gosh, I mean, on one level, every single week is is <laughs> a different story. Um, something else that's been happening, which is really interesting, is this: the extra space has um been pleasant as well for people to to stroll a bit more and take a bit more time at each vendor's booth um without having so many so many booths um you you get maybe a 
a little bit broader picture of each, each group. So seeing that happen, seeing COVID change every week, I don't know. It, it sort of continues to reinvent itself as I learn it. Um, but we, I'm sure we'll, we'll get in a handful, at least a handful more vendors um, to place in the market this year. Uh, so I know I used to buy all those little, uh, the marshmallow, the, ba the, the miniature marshmallow guns. I don't know <laughs> if he's there anymore, but you know, kids uh, love that stuff. I mean, there's just, again, you never know what you're gonna find. And that's what's so great in a world in which things are sometimes just, you know, for shopping experiences, it's all vanilla. Suddenly you have, Neapolitan ice cream at the market. Yeah, I mean, not literally Neapolitan ice cream, but you have a variety of things. You don't know what you're going to find. And I think we need those surprises. We need to, again, make those connections and just, you know, um, and see each other, you know, in person. So anyway, we, um, so the Astoria Sunday Market happens every Sunday from May 9th to October 10th from 10 to 3 p.m. in downtown Astoria. And we just have a few minutes left. So Shelby, what have we not talked about? And what would you like the listening audience to know at this point about Astoria Sunday Market? Yeah, so something we haven't quite touched on is I'm working to bring SNAP EBT to the market um, so that we can really increase food access. Um, the market markets are just such a fabulous resource for bringing good, healthy, local produce to the community. Um, so really trying- Explain SNAP, please, because some people yes. may not know what SNAP is. Of course. So it is, um, it is um, essentially food uh, money that you can get that can buy, um, local produce, local starts. Um, it's for low income food. What was that? It's for, for low, low income. Exactly, for folks. low income folks. Mm -hmm. um, if you qualify, you can get money um, for a EBT card. You can receive SNAP um, and you're able to use that at the market and we'll exchange your um, SNAP money uh, for coins and you'll give them to these um, farmers or food producers um, in exchange for, for goods. Um, so we're really excited about that and um, being able to support people in the community with access to local food. Um, you know, there's a lot of, lot of really great food programs happening in Astoria. Um, the food hub's going in and Astoria just got on the North Coast Food Trail, which the Astoria Sunday Market is now on for the first time. Um, so people are, are going coming to the Astoria Market as a, as a source for really fresh, exciting local food and food producers. So um, and looking forward to building that and would love to see. Oh, go ahead. No, no, please. That's great. Um, yes, you're building on that. And I was going to just say that you're working on the entertainment piece because of COVID that hasn't really been able, because normally people would say, oh, there's music at the market. That's something you all are working on. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Yeah. Um, Shelby, thank you so much for taking the time out of your very busy schedule doing these, both of these positions uh, to speak with us. And again, a reminder that the Astoria Historic Downtown District Association meeting is on Zoom and you can just Google Astoria Historic District or Astoria Downtown. Tomorrow at 8.30. Tomorrow at 8.30 online and, um, and support the Sunday market. The Sunday market does provides fresh produce, wonderful um, 
um, gifts and things to beautify your life um, from the artisans. And it does good things for the community in every way. And good on you for SNAP, you know, for bringing SNAP into. That's awesome. Yay. So um, this Sunday, it's today's Thursday, this Sunday, you have the opportunity mm -hmm. to go and, and experience something um, different, something unusual, something surprising, something enlivening. And um, so come be part of the Astoria Sunday Market. And um, Shelby, good luck with all of this new responsibility and being in Astoria. Um, I think we're very lucky to have you and your enthusiasm is contagious. So um, we'll see you at the Sunday Market. Yeah, thank you so much, Donna. Thank you, Shelby. Um, and thanks to everyone who listens to, supports Post Community Radio Cameo. And thank you so much for this. Um, Talk of Our Towns airs each uh, month, um, the first Thursday of the month at 9 a.m. now. And I want to express my gratitude to Nevada, to Emma, um, to everyone who makes this show possible, and also my um, extreme thanks to local talented banjo instructor Michael Brun for his original theme music for this program. Until next week, let's find a moment right now to, together, take a very deep, healing is so good for body, mind, and spirit. And then with gratitude, focus on the things that are going well. There will always be things that aren't going well. Focus on those that are with gratitude though. And then give yourself a loving and compassionate hug or a pat on the back for being uniquely you, the only one. You are the only one for doing the best you can. You are and for being here now in this moment, the only moment to do this, the now moment, on the amazing planet we call 